0: Hello and welcome to the Tech Geek podcast folks I am your host Sukriti thank you so much for tuning in today's episode is about how technology is empowering investments the impact of disruptive technology on capital markets is as significant as fire was to the cavemen it is the time that leaders in the industry embrace new age technologies which are further going to transform the capital markets ecosystem in the coming years technologies like machine learning and artificial intelligence are part of the financial institutions, among other aspects, like investing, trading. And the technology here is not a replacement for the human brain, but is a tool that is going to make it even smarter. And uh, to further deep dive into this conversation, I am uh, here with the co-founders of Upside AI, a homegrown machine learning-based investment management platform. Folks, please join me in welcoming Kanika Agrawal and Adanu Agrawal, the co-founders of Upside AI. Welcome to the show, Kanika and Natanu. I'm so excited to have both of you here with me today.
1: Hi, Sukriti. Very excited to be here. Thank you for having us.
2: Hey, thanks, Sukriti. Really uh, excited to be here as
1: well. All right. So let's
0: get going. And I am so eager to know the details of uh, how technology is aiding this entire investment uh, platform for uh, the market so let's let's begin with you adanu tell us about the investment market and the, how the dynamic is is right now and how do you see the inflation factoring the market at this point in time
2: yeah i mean you know uh I, I want to preface this by saying that the market at any point in time is an extremely complex system uh right despite what you might read in newspapers and see on tv channels it's um it's not as obvious as one would think you know uh, it's not a uh, linear equation that you know you can input the data and 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 know the answer right uh it's a it's a system of several moving parts where each of those parts affect each other and also then affect the market so so at any point in time i think it's very hard to know uh which way the market will go i think it's almost impossible to predict short-term market movements i think you can um try and deduce some long-term trends but it's very 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 hard to make uh, reliable predictions in the short term uh, and you know that that goes that is true for inflation as well right i mean uh, we all know that uh, generally both local locally and globally we've been experiencing inflation uh, for various reasons a, lo- a lot of it is due to supply chain issues and supply side issues due to the uh, russia ukraine war as well but uh, over the last few months what's happened is inflation has been coming down right we've seen um a pullback in oil prices we've seen a pullback in commodity prices and um you know that's been one of the reasons why the markets sort of bounce back the equity markets bounce back in in july and you know again i, I don't want to venture a guess as to what will happen in the next few months but all i can say is that generally the markets like benign inflation a you know, little bit of inflation they, they definitely don't like no inflation so the, the markets want some inflation but they are allergic to very high inflation that we've seen in the last year or so but looks like things are improving uh you know from what we can see right now around the globe
0: all right so kanika coming to you how do you see the human intervention here uh, when it comes to decision making or any other
1: factor right now so, generally there are few ways to answer this question right one is um what happens uh in different markets what's hap- what happens over the long term and 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 you know how humans react so let's use the us as an example of a very mature market uh, right uh, and see how human decision-making has played out there in the markets uh, there what you're seeing is that all investor money whether it's retail or high net worth individuals is moving away from human experts into some version of systems and rules right look let's look at mutual fund money uh, there is now more money managed by etfs and index funds in the u.s than by actual human fund managers and mutual funds this is true of uh, hedge funds as well um so essentially what what that commentary is on is uh, that there is less trust in human decision making than there is in a system making the decisions for them uh here in india we're still largely using systems to run trading activity uh but most investing decisions are still made by humans uh that will also shift as our markets mature uh the, the second sort of vector to answer this question really on is uh, how good are they at figuring out what's going to happen? You just asked a question about inflation, right? And he uh, dodged it very well. Uh, and the reason is he gave you himself is market is a complex system. You can't possibly figure out what's going to happen. It's not linear. So most people who come on, you know, shows will tell you, okay, uh, market has already gone up because inflation has gone down. No one is coming on and saying, okay, here's what I think will happen over the next six months and doing that consistently with great predictability. Right, Uh, Experts have about a 50% uh, hit rate as far as uh, getting the predictions right go. So uh, as far as decision-making of what will happen, um, I would say humans are average. um, To explain what just happened, uh, they do a pretty good job.
0: That was fantastically put up, (laughs) Kanika. That I'm moving to you. Uh, Where does technology stand to help reduce human error?
2: Right, it's an interesting question. I, I I think there are basically two pillars on or sort of two vectors on which technology can help uh, human beings right as a tool. I think the two vectors are one is, of course, um, the more obvious one where, um, where computers now can uh, can parse or assimilate uh, way more uh, much more data than human beings can, right They can even the smartest human being. That an average computer can easily uh, supersede and uh, the smartest human being on the planet. Right. And and can sort of absorb uh, vast amounts of data and, and sort of draw inferences from it and and sort of uh, be able to uh, uh, give you insights that you may not be able to get using even an army of human beings. So that's obviously one vector on which technology can help you. And as I said uh, early on, that markets are a very complex system with lots of moving parts. So you need at times to absorb lots of data and I and, and need that edge to be able to try and do well in the market. So that's one vector. The second vector is I think more uh, sort of less obvious and sort of more uh, soft in a way in the sense that I think enough studies have shown over time that uh, that human beings uh, tend to be bad investors. Right. And the reason for that is that, you know, we we have a certain genetic code that's hardwired in which makes us prone to emotional biases that are very well documented, right? If you, for example, if you read thinking fast and slow, which is an excellent book by Daniel Kahneman, uh, he's a Nobel prize winning economist, you'll see that he talks about biases like herd mentality and loss aversion. And then uh, uh, FOMO as you know, some of us have so uh, have seen in the crypto craze recently. So we, we we are subject to all of these biases that end up sort of hurting our portfolio returns and make us bad investors, right? But the advantage of relying on system or relying on technology is that it helps you um, beat those biases because the machine has no inbuilt biases as such. The machine doesn't care how it did in the most recent past. It can be more ruthless and more objective in decision-making, right? So I I would say broadly there are two vectors. One is the ability and the capability to absorb vast amounts of data and uh, create useful insights. And the second is um, sort of, Protect us from ourselves, right? And and be able to and help us overcome our own emotional biases and make more rational decisions more consistently.
0: Okay, Kanika, coming back to you. uh, How does AI stand out in investing? You know, uh, when I was uh, talking about uh, setting up our conversation and what I'm going to get the details of uh, from both of you, uh, AI and machine learning have been an integral part uh, of the investment platform. So help us understand how does it stand out when it comes to investment particularly.
1: Right. So uh, that's actually an extension of uh, Tanu's uh, answer, right? Where he was talking about one is using technology. Uh, so technology puts some rules, uh, you know, the, some effort to the madness, uh, if you will. Um, AI, machine learning, um, the reason even we use it or anyone else uses it is that you are able to make dynamic rules, right? Um, so there are three pillars on which uh, any good investing, should work on whether human or machine Uh, one is uh, you use more rules uh, than emotions Uh, two is you try and use more fundamental data to make investing decisions and third most importantly is make sure that your rules are dynamic where they change with the markets you are able to learn market conditions learn what's happening and then accordingly adapt to it and that's really where ai comes in which is uh, are you able to constantly change what your rules look like so you know let's take an example for example P right as a ratio, um, very well used um, world over to to analyze and uh, evaluate valuations. Um, what does 20 PE mean? It means very different things in different markets, in a different interest interest rate environment. Where say interest rates are 10%, 20 P doesn't mean anything. But in a zero interest rate environment, 20 P is extremely expensive. So depending on where you're standing, um, your perspective has to change. And that's really what AI is doing. It's just standing at the current moment in time to make a decision. Uh, human beings usually, like Katano was saying, hardwired and therefore come with a certain context. right? They hate some industries. They love some stocks. Uh, they, ha- they find it tough to book their losses. None of that applies to uh, using artificial intelligence. Um, it-, it, is a- it has no ego. Uh, it's just standing today trying to make the most optimal decision it can. Uh, doesn't mean it's always right. It's just able to play you know, slightly higher or better odds for itself. Uh, And that's really where, uh, you know, AI comes in, you know, into investment decision-making for us and for anyone else who's using it.
0: Thanks, Kanika, for that. Uh, I'll go back to Atanu, ask, you know, about, of course, since we're talking about technology, uh, Atanu, how does Upside AI work? So yours is also uh, a machine learning-aided platform. How does it actually work? And, uh, you know, tell us about the functionalities out there
2: right so upside AI is essentially an asset management firm right uh, which means that we manufacture uh, products uh, we create uh, sort of funds where we invest in equity debt gold um, and you know we have different products for different risk appetites right and and we cater to a watch a, a large sort of customers including large family offices and institutional clients and hnis right so that's sort of at a high level what we do we are essentially a fund asset management shop and we create uh, products with different risk return profiles how we go about doing it is that you know i, I would say that upside where we uh, you know uh, as, uh, you, as you may have deduced by now that we are uh, uh, very technology forward we are totally systems based rules based right we so all our products the fund manager is not kanika or me or nikhil our third co-founder it's actually uh, an algorithm that is written uh, which which runs the product Right. So, so all our products are run by technology. We believe that that's our best chance of winning for our customers. So that's one pillar. And the second pillar is that we are unlike other shops that tend to use technology. They tend to be a lot more on the trading or technical side. Um, uh, we are much more focused on fundamentals, right? And when, when I mean fundamentals, I mean two, basically two, two types of fundamentals. One is what I would, what I call macro fundamentals, which is stuff like GDP, inflation, um you know uh, uh real yields stuff like that right so uh, fundamentals of the economy and company fundamentals right? and company fundamentals are stuff like the balance sheet the cash flow pnl how the business is performing right and uh, what it is um how the business is is performing relative to the price at which the company is available so stuff like that so we don't uh, we we don't use technicals at all we are a pure fundamental shop and the way sort of we leverage this this data is that we we feed all of this data into um, some proprietary algorithms that we've built and we rely on, you know, uh, as Kanika said, machine learning tools to be able to pass this data and, uh, and tell us that what is the most optimum portfolio to be invested in in prevailing market conditions, right? So, so what that, that, the edge that gives us is that we are able to adapt quickly to different market conditions and, and build a portfolio that, that has the highest probability of winning in that particular market condition. So we are dynamic in that way, we are not a static shop. So we come. So I would say that we we combine the best of both worlds where we are fundamentals based, right, Which, which sort of is where most of the money is managed around the world. But often fundamentals based managers tend to be static, right? They tend to do well in certain periods and then they don't do well in other periods. So that we address by being dynamic, right? So we are hoping to be much more consistent across market cycles.
0: Wonderful. Uh, okay. So Kanika, we have spoken about the market dynamics. We have spoken about the technologies, uh, you know, that's aiding the entire uh, investment you know, platform and uh, how, you know, the, the perspective, the approach that is being looked at with the newest technologies altogether. together. Uh, let's talk about the future. What do you think? How does the future, you know, look like? What are the plans of your funding, especially in the coming years?
1: Sure. So, for us, you know, we're, we're here uh, for the next many decades uh, building out what we think we will um, essentially our vision over the long term is to be a tech first asset management company where you are using technology uh, to build the right products for investors, you're using technology to solve processes um, across the board. So it should be an entire supply chain built fully in technology, um, you know, from the beginning to the end um, and you want to use that to democratize investing where not just high net worth individuals have access to sophisticated products, but it should be available to everybody. Uh, you know, re- even if you have a thousand rupees, it doesn't mean you should not have access to best in class technology uh, to help you make investing decisions. So that is really long-term vision for us to be uh, in every Indian's equity. And, uh, you know, actually every uh, Indian's investing portfolio should have upside AI in it. Um, as far as funding goes, uh, we raised a round last year. It was a seed round. Um, where, you know, we were profitable when we raised the money, uh, we were bootstrapped till then. Uh, don't, are not actively raising uh, funds, um, don't really need them. Uh, our uh, business model is reasonably solved. Um, at any point, if we decide to raise money, it will be, you know, to either propel us to the next stage or or to figure out where the next stage of growth comes from. Uh, So no real plans uh, as of now. uh, Thank you so much, Kanika.
0: Thanks, Atanu. I think uh, I had a great time uh, with this conversation. And uh, thank you so much for uh, bearing all of us about how technologies like uh, artificial intelligence and machine learning are enabling the investment platforms with the dynamic market uh, mediums right now.
1: Thank you so much, Sukruti, for for having us. Uh, Really enjoyed this chat. Um, I'm hoping your listeners... uh, take away a few things from what we discussed. Uh, one is, uh, you know, technology is here to stay. Two is it's very important to add to your portfolio. And three is uh, for all human beings, even if you're making decisions yourself, uh, try and add more rules to your process and, and move away from emotions and biases.
0: So audience, it's a wrap. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening uh, to us. Stay tuned to Tech for all the latest tech updates and happenings. This is your host signing off. Thank you so much.